Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for joining us for another episode. This is episode 27. It's a new year, and as usual, we've made you wait ages between the four Finnish football shows. Um, we're starting this recording at quarter to ten Finnish time because we've had some technical problems for the last 20 minutes, which were my fault this time. And normally I have someone else to blame, but I think it's down to me. Um, sorry we kept you waiting so long. Luckily, Rich put a little something together. In January to fill the gap since the last uh, last show came out at the end of last year, um, but we'll come to that a little bit later. Um, as usual, I'm joined by Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello. Uh, by Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. And last but not least, Keke. Hi, Keke. Hello. So this episode is going out live on Podbean. If you're listening live. Remember, it also allows listeners to call into the show. Um, I've got the, the other three with me, but there's still one space. So if you're watching live, and apparently you're not at the moment, but if you were watching live, you could join in. Um, there's a, a little button you can click to uh, ask to join the show. And if I like the look of you, I might let you on if you've got a question or a comment to make. Um, we now have 29 Podbean followers. You can have followers here on that on that there Podbean. And... I wanted to give a little shout out to one or two of them. But you know what? I almost didn't click away from anywhere just in case we lose it. How about Fernando Costa? Hi, Fernando. N Fedora and the Stockton Sea Dog. Um, we'll say hello to those. They're three of the most recent followers that we've uh, we've picked up. Thanks for following. Hopefully you've got notification that we're live now. Maybe you'll even be able to join us. And if not, you can have a listen afterwards or uh, or check out the podcast. We uh, we normally edit the <laughs> top and tail this this thing. There was a lot of top today. I'm not sure if that's going to make it into the cut or not. Um, but if you're not listening live, we still want your input. So podcast listeners use social media to get in touch with your feedback. Our handles are well, why don't you read out your own handles? Mark, what are you? Uh, I'm at FC Swami. And Keke, what are you? I'm at Keke Mullari. And Rich? Uh, at Escape to Swami. And I'm at Explore Finland. Um, you're more likely to get one of the other two on uh, on Twitter, but I'm I'm more likely to be found on, on Facebook. And, uh, and you can also find the newish Finnish Football Show Facebook page. Uh, and we've also got a, a Facebook group. Um, the two work slightly differently, so they're, they're linked, they're connected. Ask to join. Uh, we'll probably let you in, and you'll see some of the stuff that we've been sharing on on Facebook, as well as like league tables, top scorer charts, and, and things like that. So maybe we should get on with this show. It looks like being a pretty full episode. In the first half, we'll do a few reviews. We'll do a review of Richie's interview with the Hukuyat captain, Tim Spahn. Um, we'll do a review of the uh, performance some of us had trying to buy tickets for Euro 2020. And we'll do a review of the recent Sormen Cup group stage. And then in the second half, we'll start to look forward a bit to the 2020 fixtures for the Finnish national team, including the uh, the three Euro 2020 group games. And also look to the imminent 2020-21 uh, Nations League draw, which takes place uh, next week on Tuesday, the 3rd of March. Finally, if we've got any energy left, um, we'll look at some of the notable transfers to have taken place during this closed season. We'll also squeeze in the regular features, Yasin Latipoli, where we look at a, a, a finished football phrase and, uh, and unpack it and explain it. And also following where we, we get, show a little bit of love for, uh, for someone that we like to follow. Normally, this is on Twitter, so why not we stick with Twitter? Um, but let's start the first half of this show with a little bit of this and give him Rich some props for his recent interview with uh, with Tim Sparv. Rich, tell us, how did this interview come about? Um, it, this makes it sound very unglamorous, but... Um, when, you, Rich. Yeah, I know. Um, when I first started Escape to Swarmy, Tim was actually quite... Um, how can I say he got on the boat quite early uh, very helpful and supportive we did um, some email interviews uh, I think the last one we did was in 2014 shows how, how long ago this has been going on um, and he always said if you ever want to do any more um, crack on and 
with after the whole qualifying for Euro 2020, I, I sent him a message and it was quite straightforward. He um, he had some time before his club team went off to Dubai for uh, mid or pre-season training camp and he had a sort of half hour, 45 minutes and yeah, just and luckily I wasn't working that day and it worked out quite nicely. We did it by Skype and to be honest, I think the, the podcast came out about half an hour and quite frankly, I could have talked to him for half a week. Um, there were enough <laughs> questions and everything I could have put to him. But, um, you know, I mean, he's he's one of these people who he's always very generous with his time to pretty much anyone who, who asks. He's always, he does a lot of interviews with, you know, media all over the world, really. And I guess being the captain of Finland and being fluent in, well, three languages and being sort of useful at communicating in others, it's, it's quite a great thing. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's worked out really nicely and yeah, it was great fun. That was one of the things I found most interesting about the interview. You asked him about um, uh, about Glenn Kamara's finish and the fact that he does his interviews in English, even though he kind of spent his childhood in growing up in Tampere. Um, and then, and sort of Tim turned around and, and mentioned that you know he's a native Swedish speaker, and and that his Finnish is not great. And that you know, obviously, living here, you know that it's a bilingual country, but it makes you take a sort of step back and think, oh yeah, there's that, there's that kind of, I don't know, potential divide between the between the players that that makes the whole the way the teams come together sort of even more remarkable in the last year or so. Yeah, and I guess you know there's so many players. I mean, Frederick Jensen, for example, he's um, he's a native Swedish yes. speaker, isn't he? Um, and you know, throughout there's, I mean, it's not a divide as such, but um, you do kind of think that having someone who can communicate with, you know, that eat that make things that much more simple. Um, it just makes a big difference, and I think it. You know, you, you haven't got the excuse of, of, you know, being lost in translation or anything. And um, it just, I mean, it's just such a big thing that you kind of don't think about necessarily until you talk to someone who's involved and you realise, especially being a captain, how important communication is. I, I mean, one of the things that, that struck me was was how involved he was and how hands-on he was with, like, stuff like the preparations. Like, like getting, getting the... Going over the digs for for where they'd stay and, and going over like the entertainments and stuff for the players, I thought it was like it was really eye opening because I, I I genuinely I mean I hadn't really thought about it in, in any great detail but I just assumed sort of like you get the armband and you do a couple of team talks and maybe you have a little bit of the rest but it didn't kind of occur to me that you'd be that massively involved but you really like you really had the details down for what the plan was. Yeah, I mean, there's the old sort of thing where. You know, a lot of captains probably are like that. You know, they they turn up, do the formalities, and and essentially that's it. And you got you go this way, where you know the the captain is, I suppose, the shop steward, and then you then the only mm. concern, I suppose, is who does he represent? Does he represent the players? Does he represent the the coaching staff, or does he sit somewhere in between? But um, I think a lot of that is. You know that yes, this is a, a massive year and almost a novelty. You know, I guess you want to get these things right, and if he's got contact, you know, he, he talked about knowing the Sweden captain, you know, then yeah. and things like that. You need to kind of take those on board. But um, yeah, again, it's just a kind of insight into what goes on, you know, off the pitch, you know, away from those ninety minutes. That was really interesting, actually, when he um, he mentioned that he's friends with the the Sweden captain, and he might give him a give him a call and say, because uh, I imagined that. All these teams, all their preparations and what what they've done at previous tournaments would be closely guarded secrets. But Tim was quite open in the fact that he was going to give the Sweden captain a call and say, um, "Yeah, what's it what's it like being away for uh, all this time when you, during this tournament football?" And he uh, he seemed quite confident that the, the, that his counterpart would be able to just give him a few a few pointers of how to maybe alleviate the boredom between games and and you know even even down to the sort of where to sort of base yourself and all that. It was a, it was a, a real eye opener. And um, the thing that's, I mean, I, I've likened supporting Finland to almost supporting a club side before. And it, and it, it came across to me that almost that Tim was a bit of an old school club captain, you know, like um, mm. 
you know, like the old ca- the old captains from English football in the 80s where they, it was the captain's duty to organise the Christmas party and stuff like that. It was like, you know, not just not just turn up, talk to media, go away. It was, and, and I do think it's that is a big part of the team spirit that we've got at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure that he should be trusting anything that's told to him by the Sweden captain of all the countries to ask for advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send him right send him right down the river, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind they're staying at the same hotel England stayed at at the last World Cup, so uh and they're they're staying in Russia, so you guess they're sort of covering a lot of bases there. Mm. Um any anyone have any other any other comments? If not, we can move on to the next section. Um, about the uh, the Euro 2020 tickets, and I've got a question to ask each of you before we before we crack <laughs> on into that. I'll go on. Okay, so Mark, did you get a ticket for Euro 2020? Yeah, 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 I did. I've got, I've got it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Keke, did you get a ticket for Euro 2020? I got three. And Rich, what about you? Did you get tickets? Um, I'm going to four games. Uh, fin- fin- Finland games, though. Uh, oh, one Finland game. Okay, well, and you got it quite last minute, didn't you? So we'll give you yeah. a bit. You can have a cricket, a cricket, cricket ripple. Yeah, it's a restricted um, view, apparently. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, and what about uh, and what about me? Did I get a ticket? No, I didn't. Oh. I was uh, three. Seventy-five percent of the Finnish football show is going to the Euros. And this one's not. Poor, poor me. Um, but we'll FaceTime you. But we. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. That would be lovely. Um, I, I think. I think that it will probably be shown on TV, no matter which country I'm in. So I should mm. be. I should be okay to see it. Um, but maybe we should get a little tifo made. Each you can hold up a little Finnish football show tifo. That would be. That would be something. We'll do um, a live pod. Um, and while while Keke's on the pitch molesting various members of the Finnish team in celebration, we can be holding up a, a small FFS tifo. Um, I, I get so good, good, good on you guys. I, I tried. I wasn't optimistic, um, and I was right not to be optimistic. Uh, Rich somehow got lucky because we both applied at the same time, but he got invited back. And uh, I didn't, and I'm still I've still been checking my mail every day since last Wednesday when you told me, and there's nothing, there's nothing there, so they don't want me. Um, but we, we, I guess, we just wanted to to mention that there may be more tickets coming available this week on Wednesday. So I'll probably publish this on Tuesday the 25th, Wednesday the 26th. Um, I checked the UEFA website, and it says, "quote." Ticket resale. Tickets will be listed for sale on the official UEFA ticket resale platform on the 26th of February 2020. Create your account now so you're ready to buy. Um, If you check the show notes, um, there's a link to that there, UEFA website. Um, But when I clicked the register link, it wasn't working, so I I gave up. I think it's a conspiracy. No one wants me in Copenhagen or or anywhere near the Finnish team, so I'm taking taking the hint. Um, Anyone got anything else to say about the the Euro 2020 tickets? Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I think... Oh, go on. Yeah, so I think... uh, I, I, after the the playoff games in April, there's another round of sales where you're probably going to get resale and re-releases of tickets. So before there's a, there's the resale that starts next Wednesday, which is February but February 26 in two days, and then in April there's another round of sales. And I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are, but I think all told it's been something like 28 million ticket requests that's been put into UEFA for this uh, for the Euro 2020, which I think is, it's double what it was for the Euro 2016. Well, there are Sorry. almost twice as many teams as well taking part this time. That's very true. <laughs> and, and it's spread and it's spread all over. But I think, I mean, I don't know what the, I've seen some reports uh, on um, in, in, from Belgian media that, that the Belgium-Finland game is, gonna, is, is likely to have tickets available to it all the way up to the tournament because not many Belgians, they don't tend to travel in that big numbers and, they, they, and Russia is not that appealing to to many of them, so I think if you if you're still looking or hoping for a ticket, I think Belgium, the the Finland Belgium game in St Petersburg is the is the one to hold up for. 
Obviously, Mark, your travel plans are different to Keke and Rich um, because, because you live in different countries, but and also going, to, but 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 going some some different games. How have you found making the travel arrangements? Uh, so the the travel was you're going to pay through the nose to get anywhere near Copenhagen. Copenhagen's already expensive to start with. Yes. Um, I'm waiting. I'm hanging off on the on the train ticket. So I'm going to get. We're going to get. You can get through SME Core. You can get flights if you sign up, or you can get a train to Russia, or you can get a boat to either Russia or to Copenhagen. Okay. Uh, but, but I think the train ticket, train the train set that you get from from Helsinki, for example, it's like an eight day excursion. So you go there for the whole the whole time. So the the regular to, to take in two the two games that are over there. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, which is I think over Johan was it's over midsummer if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to hang off for the traditional VR tickets that come out about three months before. So I think they, they're going to come out in the next in the next three or four weeks. That's quite handy for you. It's almost door to door, isn't it, on the train? Uh, yes, Russia is pretty close. Yeah. Although it's, <laughs> it's not as not as handy as as, as like Estonia or, or Sweden, but, but yeah, but it's it's of all the places we could have got. It's it's a nice one to get to. What about the others? The the other you other two? Any any stories? I um I will be flying to St Petersburg from Gatwick <clears throat> with a Russian flag carrier Aeroflot. So um, yeah, wish wish me luck with that one. Um, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully. And um, and my wife declined to come with me to St. Petersburg, but she is coming to uh, to Copenhagen. Don't worry, she doesn't have a ticket to the football, but she's just coming in to coming for the uh, the weekend in Copenhagen, so we can have a look round, etc. And um, and then I'll disappear with the uh, with the other lads off to the football. But um, on the uh, on the subject of tickets, again, I just want to say like um, big shout out to the SMU Corps. They, um, you know they they did a, they did a cracking job negotiating with the Palolita and UEFA and and you know because I don't know if you guys were were aware but there was a um, there was a, a guaranteed amount of tickets for for members who had been to at least one of the qualifying games so so anyone anyone who had been to at least one qualifier was guaranteed the opportunity to purchase a ticket for the finals and I think that's a that's a, a, a Almost the fairest way for it to be done, really, and and the, and the best that the SMU Corps could have could have hoped for through their negotiations. So I just wanted to give them guys a shout out again for for doing that. Yeah, SMU Corps is the Suomen Maajoukkue Kerho, which is the, uh, the the sort of the national team supporters club. So just so that those are not completely au fait with uh, mm-hmm. with with who that is, then. Uh, worth giving them a proper a proper shout out and as um, and as mark said that they've um they're working on chartering uh trains and chartering planes and stuff so yeah if you if you are if you are keen to travel through those uh, um semi-official channels then they they're they're making that available yeah um i have to i have to let you know chaps i don't know if you noticed but someone that we just gave a shout out to at the start there the old stockton sea dog has joined us so uh i'm not uh-huh. sure which is his first name which is his second name but hi stockton good to have you with us <laughs> hope you can <laughs> hang it out to the end but if you can't the podcast is coming out we'll be uh we'll be we- <laughs> there there we go. we got a reply good stuff you're still there thanks for joining us um okay oh god Swarman cup group round stage Oh, you can yeah. hear you can hear my heart sinking already. <laughs> yeah. I've been bubbly for the last, for the first fifteen minutes. Um, just a little little summary. This is the this is the, the, the second year of this kind of format of the Sawman Cup, where in January February there's a group stage, um, and the idea of these group stages is to get eight teams from the Veikkausliiga, four teams from Ukkonen. Two teams that were finalists in the Kokkonen Cup last year and two teams that were finalists in the Regions Cup from last year. Thanks, Rich, for explaining that. It's only taken me <laughs> oh, a this, year. It's the Kokkonen Cup of this year. Uh, uh, this, this year, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to confuse everyone else. So when was that cup played then? Because oh, there isn't much of this that's year. That's ongoing as we speak. Um, oh, I see. They, okay. They finished the quarterfinals yesterday. Um, I'm not sure if they've done the semi-final draw yet, but the, basically the two teams that qualify for the final will go into the last okay. 16 of the main tournament as well. 
Okay, good, good to know. And I'll, I'll, I'll update my notes in a minute when one of you two is talking. I can mute my <laughs> mute my microphone. Um, there's still a few games to be played, but one thing that has been decided is that neither of neither Asuko or Sanyoki or their academy team will be going any further in this competition. Um, but what what I've I've um, I was going to put. I was going to clip some images of the of the various tables, and then when I realised there were about twenty different tables to get this to this group of sixteen teams, I gave I gave up. So I just I've included in the notes the the games that are are upcoming because they're they're being played over the next uh, week or so. Um, what what apart from the trend that Asicor haven't really won. Any games? Um, what other what other things did we notice, or what, what can we learn from this Swarm uh, Cup group stage? Well, well, so far, I mean, it's difficult to to tell. I mean, um, it's so early because essentially the season does, still doesn't start for another seven weeks, um, yeah. and the Swarm Cup merged with the Liga Cup about I think it's about four or five years ago, which was a pre-season tournament, and then it's all very, you know, they, they can't make their mind up. I mean that. I found I did some research recently which showed the participant numbers in the cup has gone from in the last eleven or twelve years it's gone from about four hundred teams down to mm. I think there were less than forty this time round. Yeah. Um and again this is what we're left with. It's basically a pre season tournament for the big clubs and anything smaller than Ukanen have got virtually no chance of getting anywhere. They they might if they're lucky, get drawn against, I don't know, FC Lafty or something like that. Um, and that'll be about as glamorous as it gets. But hey-ho. Hey-ho. Yeah, I think that's, it does have that feel. I went to a couple of couple of games and I um, I, shared, I shared a picture with you. The the stadium that Asikor plays in, this wall sport arena, is like one of these big bubble bubble um, halls. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of playing inside a bouncy castle, and and at one end there's this little mezzanine floor, which below which is a gym, and a and on the mezzanine floor they have these um, um, like exercise bikes. So for one of the games, I was sitting on an exercise bike watching the first half, peering over the over the uh, the balcony with a beer in my hand. It's kind of surreal, um, and you it does have the feel. I mean the. The uh, Liga Cup had the feel of a pre-season warm-up uh, competition, and this has kind of just taken on that vibe. And added to the fact, because I know that you were you were sniggering about Asicor when I couldn't get connected and couldn't hear you earlier. Um, but there's just like loads of there's loads of players coming in at different stages all the way through. Um, so I don't know what that really what that really tells about the team actually probably nothing much and as i said in in the message to you guys the other day i've just got to keep the faith that the manager that was able to win the vacas league last year hasn't left all that knowledge of how to do it up there in corpio and uh, we have to keep the faith well i mean i think for as you go i think you're probably right they probably need to still do quite a lot of business um to get themselves back into any kind of shape but if you look at like if you look at Hoyuko, Hoyuko look like they're ready. Robbie Risky, Tim Varanen, uh, uh, they they've got Rico Risky, Rasmus Schiller's back. They look like they're pretty much ready to start the season. They, they've got the star, uh, the star striker from Papua New Guinea as well. Yes. Yes. Whose name I would pronounce uh, as... I think it's David Brown. Is Brown, it? yeah. It's David, yeah. David Brown. Yeah. It's not, and they have that Macedonian kid as well, which is... Was it oh. Or, but one of the one of those one of those. But yeah, they've, so they've got they've got a lot of players that have been sort of brought in that are doing that look like a, they look like a proper team. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that aren't that are still cooking that are still getting ready. One of which is not uh, FC Hacker. So Hacker also look like they look like they'll be all right in the Vegas Liga at the minute because normally when when the team when a team comes up. They're sort of fodder to go straight back down, and Hacker, I think, looked like they're they're set up pretty well. They got my main man up front this season. I, has he start, I don't think he, has he started yet. I don't know, I don't know if he's played. I don't know if he's yeah, started. he played. He played um, the other night against uh, Lafty in the in the cup. All right. 
Mm. But yeah, they look, they look, they're looking good. And, and yeah, having Eero Markkinen back is like, yeah, that's a big thing. Well, people sort of forget, you know, they, they won the Ukenen by, was it 20 plus points last season, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, this, and that was Timu Tainio's first season as a coach. Um, yeah. And, you know, they've already come now. I mean, I, I've only seen highlights, so I, but from all accounts, they're very solid. I think, um, you know, they're, they're not going to come up and sort of reinvent football or anything, but you don't, you don't really need to. I suppose success for Hacker would probably be finishing the top half. That would be success for Asiko after the last couple of seasons. I'll settle, I'll settle for coming in the top, want to say in top, it. top half. <laughs> yeah, you did want to say it, but you're yeah, too much yeah. of a gentleman. Um, um, I, I, can, I, can I just give a shout out as well? The, um, the, if you follow the Swarman Cup on t- uh, social media, they every week they do a goal of the round. And because the, the games will be played over the weekends, they normally just say, right, we'll which was the goal of the weekend and you vote on Facebook. Um, the goal of the week two weeks ago was a penalty scored by uh, Malumaki of Ilves. And it was, I mean, it was a great penalty, but there were some goals that weekend that I'm not going to lie, probably more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And the fact that he then scored another penalty the weekend after, which became second in that week's vote, um, just goes to show that people shouldn't be trusted with voting for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy doesn't work. <laughs> Clearly. That was a great panel. So we've still got some... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. We've still got some way, or a little way to go, to see exactly who the who the, the, the final 16 will be. And then, is there a draw, or is the is uh, the next um, round already planned out? I think it's an open draw. Um so then you've got the, the last 16 quarterfinal, semifinal, and the, the final is in May in Turku. And weirdly, the winner of this competition will be the first team to qualify for the new UEFA tournament. I think it's called the UEFA Conference Cup or something like that. Ah, Europa it's, League Division 2 or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's basically the the poor man's budget Europa League. Um, yeah. So most this will mostly be the winners of domestic cups from... Countries like Finland and I think, I'm not sure, maybe one of the other European places from Vegas League will go in there as well. But yeah, this will be the, the winner of that competition will go in there. And I don't even know how that's going to work. It's I don't know what sort of glamour or prestige comes with it other than you're playing in a conference. So. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, I was I was typing messages trying to entice the Stockton Sea Dog to come and talk to us when you were saying did did you say that the, the winner of this goes into this new UEFA competition? Yeah, they, they yeah. it's the I think it's the UEFA conference cup or something like that. Uh, of all the, Holmes League. Yeah, exactly. For 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 those that, that grew up in, in the UK, the conference is like the first level of non league. I mean they couldn't really have been a worse a worse name to have given it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's essentially uh, from what I've looked at, who will qualify for it. It's it's going to be like a, a Matalan Cup winners' cup. It's um, <laughs> if they if they market it properly, it's actually going to be quite interesting because it will be half of it's going to be cup winners. So, um, I mean, I, I used to love the Cup Winners' Cup. I, mean, I went to a couple of finals and, and all that. So it'll be nice to to have it back in, albeit a very heavily diluted format. <laughs> But the but the thing with this is okay. All, all joking aside, people were being really sniffy about the Nations League a couple of years ago, and I, I remember m- me and you, Mark, having a, a, a like having different opinions about the, the value of the Nations Cup to Finland, and uh, I was right. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, and you know, in in the UK, obviously, I listen to to UK football podcasts and. Uh, as as well as the Finnish football show. And people are really sniffy about anything that's not Champions League. Oh, Europa League, it's a bit pointless. You have to play on Thursdays. Or, oh, the Nations League, what's the point? And yet you saw you saw the point. It was really exciting seeing England really go hammer and tongs with Spain and, and uh, uh, Croatia. Um, and I, I have to say to people back home, like, for... for a Finnish Vekas Liga team to get in the group stages of the Champions League and the Europa League, it's it's an important step and can help them grow if they can use that to build. And this might be something where one of these teams can actually 
go further and th there will be some prize money but the actual and, and that will be useful because even that lower level of prize money in leagues like the Vacos League it can make a real difference but also it's that it's that kind of the progression of winning or, or even going further into a European comp competition that can be can be really beneficial to clubs in the in the Vacos League yeah. You're, you're exactly right, Mark. I mean, it's it's like we discussed before with the national team and the um, the Nations League. You know, it, rather than rather than smaller nations being whipping boys for the for the giant nations, they're actually playing teams around around their own sort of level. So they're 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 learning how to win. You know, they're they're playing teams that they've got a chance of beating competitive football rather than pointless friendlies, and they're they're learning how to win, creating a, a winning mentality and taking that forward. And I think we've definitely seen the benefits of that Nations League run. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you know what? We've been going for about half an hour, and we're almost at half time. Oh, we are at half time. Who'd have, who'd have thunk? Um, <laughs> so no, we don't. We don't have oranges at halftime, do we, Mark? We have a, we have an onion. That's true. That's we have true. the halftime onion, Yasilla Sipuli, um, where we break down a Finnish football term or phrase, um, most of which come from Mark. Um, so what is this week? What is this week's word, Mark? Uh, this week uh, I'll go with pelisilma. That's good because that's what I wrote down in the notes. So that's that's good. That that's the one you actually decided to go with. You do have a habit of changing things at the last minute. So what is what is pelisilma? I mean, the words means game eye, direct translation. But what does it actually actually have mean? Uh, it's, it, I mean, a better translation is, is something like it's, he's got an eye for the game. And it, it just it usually it's usually referred to a player or, or a lad who, who picks up the game really quickly with like a, a natural ability. You can also use it, I suppose, someone like Petteri Porcel, who, who reads the game well and has got has got really good vision. But usually, it just means that the kind of the kind of player that picks up the game naturally, in a sense. Very good. We we should actually um, keep a little um, glossary of these words. Maybe a glossary of the of the onion, the halftime onions, um, and also maybe. Uh, a directory of the people that we're following. Maybe we should have, add that to the uh, to the website somewhere, and we can update it after each uh, after each live show. Um, but very that was very brief. Half time break. We're into the second half, and looking forward. So we've done a bit of looking back. We've we've done our, our reviews of what's been going on recently, um, and now we're looking forward to. The fixtures for this uh, for this, well, I guess first half of uh, first half of twenty twenty. Um, I've got a list of the fixtures here. But does anyone else want to go through and uh, and talk through them? I think it's a uh, an interesting mix of friendlies. Bear in mind, you know, Finland are going to the first tournament. Um, <clears throat> I think the fact that they're away to Poland, away to France, and away to Sweden before finally hosting Estonia, it almost seems like certainly Poland and France, they're going to be practicing damage limitation <laughs> a little bit. I think, um, I mean, we, we talked about it last time. I think the Poland game is going to be almost exactly four years since the last time Finland played in Poland when Hans Backer was the manager. Uh, Poland won five nil. Finland were lucky to get nil. <laughs> um, dark days, dark days. I mean, really were, was. I mean, dark days. But I mean, that day. I mean, I remember watching it. Finland were worse than dreadful. Poland yeah. eased off at five. Um, France. I mean, they're, they're world champions in in Lyon, and in Sweden. Oh, yeah, who knows? It's a bit of a derby mm -hmm. game, and then Estonia. You'd like to think that that's kind of the farewell. The the players are going to be going to the base um, for Euro 2020 from there. You know, the, um, so it's, it's an interesting mix. I, I know, you know, it's, it's difficult. Finland, let's be honest, aren't exactly prestige opposition for a lot of the teams. And to get France home or away is, is a bit of a coup. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and I, hopefully it'll be, you know, so, something relatively memorable, if, if not at least, you know, be a good experience. I don't know with four games left how many new players they're looking at blooding. I think, you know, the, the general consensus of the 23 for the 23 man squad for Euro 2020 is there's probably 
18, maybe 19 players already on the plane. Um, at the moment, you're looking at probably a third-choice goalkeeper and then maybe three more. It's in- interesting looking at the at the fixtures. There's this there's this habit that teams have of trying to arrange fixtures against teams that are like the opposition they're going to be playing in yeah. the in the in the main competition. So it's kind of Poland away because they'll be a bit like Russia, um, yeah. and then there's yeah. there's France France, France away because they'll be a bit like Belgium. They're good, um, and they're yeah. Yeah, and and then there's Sweden away because they'll be a bit like Denmark, and 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 actually, it kind of, in a way, it makes sense to play those games all away because yeah. you know in the competition they will all be away um, in 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 big stadiums and and with big big crowds, and hopefully they'll get some, you know, the Sweden game surely with Finland turning up that will that will get a crowd as a as a warm up for the uh, for the main competition a week later, um, and then the game against Estonia, well, maybe that's winnable and well, and the, the opportunity to kind of bounce into the competition with a bit of you know I mean, I mean, yeah you're going to want a soft game before you or not a soft game because there, there are no there are no, no such thing as an easy game no, no easy Estonia, games in modern it, football Mark exactly Estonia but Estonia is a good opponent to bring in because they're you know they're local there'll be enough rivalry to be to make it competitive but it shouldn't be too much of a challenge I think the other thing is when they come back from the tournament, the Olympic Stadium in Helsinki will be ready. So that's going to be like a farewell game to, to the Ratina, uh, where we've been for the last... I mean, we've been splitting games between the Ratina Stadium and, and the Veritas in Turku. But, I mean, mo- the most memorable games have come there in in, um, in Tampere. So it's going to be a bit of a an emotional send-off to, to what's been the most successful home ground we've ever had. <laughs> Um, so I've added um, like a well, the fixtures are in the in the show notes as well as a link to the the Palolito website where I borrowed it from. Um, and I, I've realised with my show notes that rather than typing out all these fixtures and making things more complicated for myself, I can just do a screenshot and dump in a picture and put a link. <laughs> so that's how it's going to be <laughs> from that one. Makes my life a lot a lot easier. Um, and I also use the show notes as my agenda now, I'm letting you all behind the scenes. There. Um, any anything else to look forward to in these in these fixtures? Um, the new kit, hopefully. Yes. Oh, you um, two are you two particularly are obsessed <laughs> with kits, and you get really excited about not not that much. I, 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 I'm it always it surprises me. I like a kit, but sometimes I, I see a message that says, "Like it's almost like you're looking at a, a, a woman." It's like, "Have you seen this this new kit from such and such?" And I look at it and think, "Oh, that's." Right, isn't it? Like, oh. Occasionally, I'm with you, but but Rich and Keke are real, a real football kit strip nerds, perverts. Kit nerds, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we're looking forward to a new kit, and uh, and we'll be we'll be announcing that as soon as soon as the new kit is announced. Maybe we'll have a an emergency podcast just to fantasize about it. I think a Please. podcast, an audio format to show off a new kit is by far the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, Nike, don't let us down. <laughs> yeah, we've seen some. There have been some interesting kits out there. I, I, I'm, I'm, and when we're talking about kits, I know, I know Mark's got a little a little blog coming up in a in a few days about about the Vegas Liga kits. Um, I don't think for Asicot anything's been announced, but I'm guessing it's going to be black with some gold stripes on the arms because you know that's always that's what it always is. Um, black, black gold trim, classic. Classic, but a little bit boring. And I've got ideas that could be really interesting. Although I, I, I get it that that they have to pick from a template and they're choosing from a catalogue, and there's only a limited number of designs or whatever they can have. But um, oh, you could do some interesting stuff. I've got ideas, but I'm keeping them to myself because they're mine. <laughs> Inter- my intellectual property. No one else does. <laughs> um, what about then? Moving on to Nations League draw. Rich, you, you mentioned this and uh, it's coming up next week. Yeah, the, the draw's on Tuesday the 3rd. Um, already UEFA have changed the format so that the teams that were supposedly relegated from League A are no longer relegated from team League A. 
So oh, um, okay, yeah. So because I think they they've decided that they didn't like the three team divisions in the top in the top league. So ah, oh, that's interesting. Do you know I was looking at this thinking something's odd. Didn't such and such get relegated? And you're yeah. right, Croatia is still in there and Germany as well. Yeah. Okay. So the, so, the, so the teams that were pop the teams that are pot four in League A for the draw, they're the ones that should have been relegated. Okay. Um, so Finland were promoted from League C, but they won't be playing Germany or Croatia or Iceland. Yes. Um, That's a bit of a Finland, touch really. Uh, in some ways. And <laughs> I suppose interestingly now uh, Finland, because they'll be in League B, they're in pot two. So really I mean, we, we say it's no easy games at this level or anything like that, but, you know, th- there are avenues through that league where if the draw comes out right and they hit the right vein of form after the Euros and players are fit, you know, I mean, you're talking about potentially, I don't know, Wales, Slovakia and Hungary. In a mm. Um, mm. I'm not saying that, but certainly give it a good go. Um, I mean, they're pot two out of four. They're... You know they they may well play Wales, um, the the two teams from Ireland. You know it's, they could play Russia. So yeah, it'd be nice for for you, you and Keke particularly if it was like Wales and Northern Ireland came out of the out of the pot. You know, so a couple yeah, of yeah. sort of almost home games for you two. Yeah, and I think I mean I, I went to Belfast. I think it was about five years ago now for for a game and. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to to just hop on a short flight. Or, or was that in the half-built Windsor Park? Yeah, and that was the yeah. that was a game. That was the first ever football match they played on the Sunday in Northern Ireland, and there that's it. That's it. Pro- protests and all. Sorts. I was there. Yeah. Um, my first Finland game was actually Wales away in. Uh, well, when was that? Crikey, can't remember. But yeah, that's a uh, nice Chef, and easy. Shefty and Dinty, two 0 win. No, it was a one-one draw. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, about was about six seven years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's well, Andy. Just uh, nip on the train down from Paddington. Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. So that'd be you know, you'd like to think as a, as a fourteen division there, and the games come quite thick and fast in the autumn, and there is still. I think there's they're saying that there might be three places or three playoff places for the next World Cup out of this Nations League. So there is something to play for here as well. So what they've actually done, Rich, is they've got they've got four pots of four in leagues A, B, and C, mm. and then they've got one pot of four and one pot of three down in League D. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of weighted it more at the top, made it a bit t- more top heavy. But yeah, yeah but still, um, most um, of those pots are now are now fours, and, and most teams will be playing six competitive games in this competition. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon if you were going to pick, I think from the pots that we've got, the toughest possible draw is going to be something like Russia, <laughs> Turkey, probably Romania, Russia, Turkey, Romania, mm. something like that. That's maybe the hardest. And I think even that, that's not, that's, that's doable, I would have thought. If we get, again, if we get the right form and the right thing, they're, they're not like monster teams for us to take. I think we could take them. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. And it, and it comes, you know, we've got at least three competitive games in the Euros and then a couple of months later, six competitive games in the in the Nations League. It's uh, it's exciting it's an exciting year ahead for the hooker yet. I think I might swap my Asikor shirt for a, a national team shirt this year. Might treat myself to a new one. Yeah. Um, Did not make enough of these ones? <laughs> Um, the draw takes place next Tuesday, the third of March. That's at eighteen hundred Central European time, so that's seventeen hundred five o'clock in the afternoon for you boys over there in the UK, and seven o'clock over here in in Finland. So, um, and I've got I've got a list, uh, uh, an image of the tables of the of the pots rather, um, with a link to the uh, the UEFA Nations League All You Need to Know webpage. So. Uh, that's where I got my information from, and uh, I didn't even notice about the pots changing. So good job I got you, Richard. Really. Um, and then the the fixtures are played in uh, in September, October, and uh, and November, similar to the to the previous one, with the with the finals following in uh, in June 2021. Same same kind of format there as the as the first Nations League. So uh, 
that's that's kind of that for that that section there. Um, notable transfers. Who wants to lead off with some notable transfers? Yeah, I can say yeah. Well, Mark, you 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 run off run off with this for for now, to start with then. Uh, well, I think that, I think the best the best transfer the best bit of business has happened is your your little fellow has gone to HSV on loan, so he's going to get game like he wasn't he wasn't looking at steady game time at uh, Leverkusen, so he's gone out on loan for the rest of the season to the second Bundesliga to HSV, and he's got two goals already from the bench. I think he's two and three. I think or two two and three, two and four, something like that. So that's probably that's maybe the best. Piece of business. Oni Oni Valakari's also moved. He went from Tromso to Paphos, with uh, Paphos is where Paolo Sarri was playing, and he scored four and four, which is pretty. I mean, it's it's the Cypriot top division, so you can't read too much into it. But he's a finished. He's a young Finnish forward that's scoring goals. It's pretty good. I think the other ones are um, Leo Weisenen moved to Elfsborg, so in Sweden. Petri Forsell left. Again from Oyuko and went back to Poland this time to Corona Kielce. And then the big I think the bigger the big one, but I think it might be I don't know if it's the right move. Simon Scrab's gone to Italy to uh Brescia. Is it Brescia? Yeah. Brescia. With Joronin. Yeah. Where yeah, where Joran is. And he's come off the bench a couple of times, so he's playing. He's a Serie A player. Uh, although they're in a relegation fight at the minute. But that's the big. I think that's the that's the that's the kind of bigger transfer. I think he went for a couple of million or one point something, one point one, one point two million. So uh, an actual transfer fee for an actual for for a Finnish national is pretty good. Pretty good going. Yeah, you mentioned the Onni Velikari, and uh, it was nice to see him scoring some goals. He he started to get into the Asicor team a few years back when uh, when Simo was just coming to the end of his time. And as soon as uh, as soon as Simo left, then Onni left as well. And uh, it was a shame because he looked he looked lively, he looked sharp. And and though I, I saw those those goals that he got the other day, and that was uh, that was that was quite a strike that one from from distance. Yeah, he's he's got a good hit, hit the ball, <laughs> and he's got he's got a lot of talent. I think it, it's kind of strange that he was also starting to get game time for Tromso. He was also starting to score goals, and I would have thought the Norwegian leagues probably a bit. Better than the than the than the Cypriot league, but I guess it's one of those things. He'll he'll, he'll play every week um, for for Paphos, um, and I think he's an outside shot to get in, to get on the plane. Might I suggest that the Cypriot league is a bit warmer than the Norwegian league? <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to could it be pre-season play, thing, or is it a, is it an actual transfer? Is it a permanent transfer? Uh, no, I don't think it's a permanent okay. transfer. I'm not exactly sure though. Let's have a look. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's permanent, but but I think he'll be there for the end. That the Greek the Cypriot season is going to run until until May. I think he's there for that okay. one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did and you I, see... I think I think I've told this this one before, but um, I'll give I'll give props to a friend of the show, Julian, who who actually told me he hasn't listened for quite a while. But but anyway, um, as Onni Valagari was coming through into the first team. Uh, Jules came up with a suggestion that his song should be to the tune of "I Should Be So Lucky" by Kylie oh, Minogue. Yeah. Oh, who wants Who wants to sing it? <laughs> or do we all just imagine it? Yeah, exactly. So that would and and we were robbed, abs- robbed of the opportunity to sing that. So uh, it's a shame. Sorry, Keke, you were going to say something probably much more sensible. I was going to say. Um... Mark, did you notice that uh, Robert Taylor has moved as well? In um, he was at where was he? He was at Tromsø. Tromsø also, yeah, yeah. And he's um, he's moved to Brann. I think it was in January. So um, hmm. yeah, it's a decent move. I mean, yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd scored a couple of goals. He'd been a, been at Tromsø, I think um, two years. I think something like that. Something like that, yeah. Initially went there on loan, I think, from from AIK in Sweden. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, scored scored a couple of goals, played twenty odd games, scored a few goals, and now he's he's moved to Brann. So uh, yeah, see what he does there. And um, Rich's team, Cups, have been hoovering up players from all over the world. I think there's a couple of Brazilians <laughs> arrived, haven't they, Rich? 
Yeah, they signed one, I think it was he uh, from Lviv in Ukraine. Um, they've had a bit of a turnover. They've lost some of the players that they, they signed in the summer and obviously the coach. They've It's been all go at Cups, really. Um, I know I was going to talk about that. I'm not sure if there's sort of space in the agenda for that. I'm going to be careful I don't get sued. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, they, they, I say they, they lost some of their players and the new coach is a... Uh, a vintage Norwegian, should we put it that way? Uh, someone who won the, I think he won the Norwegian league in the eighties. With and um, wow, he, he came in and he's got a reputation as a hard runner and very much into that sort of old school training. Mm. And there were reports initially that the players didn't like it, and mm. uh, I wouldn't say go on strike, but um, Cups sort of came out is all very sort of propaganda heavy, going no, this isn't true, and. Um, but um, yeah, it's all sort of go there, and they turned out last week that Cups have basically been given a free pass to play. Their pitch failed various tests because they they play on an artificial turf, and it hasn't passed any of the relevant tests to play Vegas League games on. They were told that they'd have to play Hoiko, and um, oh. in the committee meeting, they just decided, nah, you can carry on. And two people from the committee resigned in protest, which. Um, I suppose is a nice thing to do if, if the if you're the majority of the shareholder is also the chairman of the Finnish Football Association. So. <laughs> uh, it would it yeah. would have been quite would have been quite ironic as well that that Honkavara left Cubs, and one of the reasons was to move back home to Seinjoki, but because his family were living in Helsinki and he was working in Kuopio at Coops, it would have been ironic if he'd you know, quit the job and moved here and then they moved the entire team from Kuopio down to Helsinki for home games into his, yeah. into his backyard. Well, this is the annoying thing. And, and I mean, I'm talking purely selfishly now. Um, the pitch, I think, is meant to be relayed in May. Um, mm. and, and like you know, most of these stadiums, the club don't own them. So it's a municipal thing. Um, you know, gets used during the week by various, you know, not not even just for football. But um, I, we're trying to book our trip to Finland in July, and I'm not being selfish and saying that this may coincide with Cups playing in the Champions League. But um, I, I, I need to know for my travel purposes: Are Cups going to be playing in Helsinki or in Kuopio? Um, is it going to be on my wife's birthday? Mm. Um, <laughs> which would be which would be that week. As well, um, but again, it's just one of these things, and, and you know, Coops are also in the news because their new show, that um, Sebastian Saucer's behind. He's it's basically a reality TV show, and the prize for the winner is, I think, it's a contract with Coops worth a hundred thousand euros. Ooh. I haven't seen it. I've heard things. It's a ten-year um, contract, though. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, you pay them, and then. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and again, it's just you know, them they're in the media a lot anyway, um, and it's it's difficult, you know. I cooks on my team, you know. So I've been, you know, since the first time I went to Finland in you know, twelve years ago now. Cooks was the one I went to see, and um, suddenly they win the league and everyone hates them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I hated them already. Wow, you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as um as as we mentioned before as well with transfers within the Vegas Liga, the the big man Eromarkanen is back in Vegas Liga for for FC Hakka. He's um he posted a couple of pictures on Instagram of himself on on the training pitch, big smile on his face and uh, looking fit as a fiddle. So um yeah, hopefully he can have a decent season, smash a few goals in the Vegas Liga and. Maybe secure himself a seat on the plane for uh, for the Euros. I, I don't think it's beyond um, beyond the realms of possibility. I, I, I think I think there's a lot of players that are thinking that. I think there's a lot of players that have come back uh, to the Vegas Liga because they just want they want to make sure they get game times and stars start off on the right foot. So I think he's, I think you're right. It's not beyond the realms of possibility, but I think he'll have competition. Well, I did see something. He's, apparently, he's never played more than a thousand minutes of a top flight season before yeah I, I saw that as well yeah. so it'd be interesting to see if he can get a run of games because I mean that, that period he was at IEK before he went to Real Madrid mm, I think yeah. the first belt there he was on I mean I suppose that, that was what earned him the move but I mean he was yeah he was on fire then. but yeah. he didn't actually play I think he'd, he'd only played maybe seven or eight games in that run 
Um, mm. But then since then, he's got more stamps in his passport than James Bond. But he's, um, <laughs> you know, try, if he can stay fit and, and playing, you know, in a team that, you know, let's be honest, they're, they're not probably going to struggle. So you'd like to think they'll be on the front foot a little bit. He should get mm. some chances. He should, he should. But I think, I mean, it's he's back. I think Vahid Hambo is back at mm. Vahid. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's looking good. Yeah, I like, Hambo, I like, yeah. yeah. Hambo's looked, he's grown up a fair mm. amount. He's got a lot of weight in him, but he's, not, not a lot of weight, but he's strong now. The finished uh, Latin. Mm. Finished Latin, he's ready to rock. But yeah, Rope is back. Who else is back? Sakari Tupiainen came back. I don't know if you remember, but he tore up the Estonian league. Like when he was a teenager, like four or yeah, five years, when he went to Sweden, and he's back in with it with an outside shot. And um, Serge Serge Atakai is back, isn't he? I think did he go to Asi? I think he went to Asi. He he yeah. came back to Asi He was there for the first half of last year on loan, and has now transferred. I think on a two year two year deal. And yeah, he's he's good, direct dribbles with the ball. The ball doesn't get in the box quite often enough. And when it does, we haven't had the players up there doing anything with it. But I think now that Tuco has also come from Coops, uh, mm. but literally just in, the, but, but only really been in the team maybe for the last game. And I'm not even sure if he started it or if he came on the bench. So it's really kind of early for him. Um, but um, but yeah, Atakai is uh, back there and looks looks lively as well. It's strange. There was there were people were really excited about him at Rangers, and I I don't know why it didn't work out. But um, obviously he's found himself back home again. But um, but yeah, initially people were really really excited about him. Yeah, and um, speaking one of those things, and, and Vital has moved back to Finland as well at Asiko. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, where, where where did he come back from? I meant to look this look into this a little bit more before before starting this show but I, I forgot he was um, he was in Denmark he got relegated mm. he got relegated with I think Alberg was it Alberg yeah, and then he was, he was in the Danish one, yeah. yeah and then, it, then he was in the Danish second division for a bit yeah. and then uh, yeah he's, I think he's just back but he won the title with Mariaham when Mariaham won the title yeah. he was the key. like like a couple of years ago yeah what was yeah. that three four yeah yeah. 2015, 2016. 16, I think that was, was it that long yeah. ago? Good yeah, well, Asiko yeah. won it in 15, didn't they? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, because, because um, obviously uh, uh, Asiko, uh, Mikhail Axelou left at the end of last season and uh, yes, Erst was to come in and be the, the first first choice keeper um, and oh, now I can't remember the, the younger guy's name who joined during this closed season. And yet there's been some very, like the level of goalkeeping has been a bit meh so far. So it was surprising to see another kind of experienced goalkeeper come in, but it's kind of reassuring. There's some real competition there. I think he's genuinely looking at, I mean, it's a horrible situation, I guess, when, you know, Finland's always had their strength in depth as being in goalkeepers um, and you look at the, the national team situation now, and Hodetsky is a clear number one, Joranen is a clear number two, Antti Jakola mm. is injured at the moment, and I don't know when he's going to be back, so he, he dislocated his shoulder and had some complications with that, and now everyone's suddenly seeing that third goalkeeper spot, which is probably the best job to have in the world, is the third goalkeeper <laughs> at a major tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, and you think you've probably got, realistically, maybe four or five goalkeepers have got their eye on that position um, and I think you know um, Vitala even Virten and at Coops as an outside shot and again that's the way the conspiracy theories are coming that if they pick Virten and he's going to that Coops would get some sort of solidarity payment for losing him in the season to go to the Euros so there's um, again the tinfoil hat brigade are out in force but um, there's <laughs> You know, again, it's that situation where people will honestly sit there and think, you know, this is the one spot where they think they've got an honest chance of getting in. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like the old days of you know having Niemi and Yaskalainen and you know players of of that caliber all at the same time, and you can only pick one of them. Mm. 
Very good. I think we, well, no, I know we've been talking now for about an hour. Um, it seemed like we were ripping through it for the first, the first couple of sections. And, uh, but we, we've got there, we got to the hour, which is, uh, which is good. Um, which means we're approaching injury time and injury time is where we, we have our following feature, our monthly nomination of someone we know or like on Twitter, basically. Uh, who I think this was you, Rich, that suggested this this week. Do you want to tell everyone who we're who we're following this week? Um, yeah, so uh, Juha Taminen is a Finnish sports photographer. He has been taking photographs of virtually or most, I think, of the major world and European tournaments since the early eighties. Um, his catalogue online, his archive, is rich with images from Mexico '86 and Italia '90. Um, various, you know, lots of Finnish. Well, he's got ones of early Yari Lippmann and when he was at Ray Pass in the sort of mid to late 80s, um, and, and a lot of sort of novelty ones as well. He followed FC Jazz when they were good and various things. He seems to have, I think he's got some sort of connections to South America because there seems to be a huge amount of, from his travels in following the national team, even youth team tournaments in Uruguay and Argentina and places like that. But, um, He's, he's also a big Nottingham Forest fan, so you know everyone has to. So it's not all good then. Well, no. Well, I mean, he's, he's got a picture of. I think his um, one of his profile pictures is him holding the European Cup when Forest had that. So uh, not not many of us can brag about that. But um, no, true, true that. Yeah. There, 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 there seem to be quite a few pictures of South American footballers holding Finnish sports magazines. That was a, a bit of a speciality. Yeah, that seemed to be something he did when. Um, I mean, but this was again back in. Was at one point, I think Colombia played in Finland, and it was either eighty six or eighty eight. And Higita scored a penalty in the Olympia Stadion in front of about two thousand people. Um, and he had a picture of Valderrama holding Uhe Luleti, and there's one of him. He may have been in Naples with Diego Maradona holding a copy as well. Uh, Maradona looked like he was in prison at the time, and um, I think when Pele, uh, Brazil played in Finland in the eighties, and Pele was over as some one of his ambassador roles, trying to flog the <clears throat> tat, and um, there must have been a, an advert for one of his Viagra pills in there as well, because he was holding a picture of I think it was Futari, that. But um, yeah, I mean, so the, just the catalogue. It, it's um, if you find him on Facebook or Twitter, you can go through it, and I mean the. We, I use the pictures from that with the watermarks of the Finnish football kits that we did. Was that before or after Christmas? I can't remember. Um, round, round about then. Yeah, and some of, you know, there were some were action shots, some of the publicity photographs of, um, you know, going back to the 80s when Finland football kits were, albeit templates as well, but they were the sort of template kits that, that we love now. They were mm. good. Yeah. There's a um, there's a picture. I, I've I've put a picture of that uh, Carlos Valderrama uh, okay. tweet of yours on the and the show notes. He's a that, he's a handsome devil. Is that with a, finger, fingernails are really long as well? Uh, yeah, might yeah, it is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> hadn't noticed that. <laughs> um, um, needs but, it for combing um, that hair, I guess. Yeah, but um, no, no. He's I think he's on Twitter. I think it's Tamina Newha. Um, yes, and there's a link there as well, yeah, so but, we can um, all find out and follow him. Yeah, he, he shares a lot of sort of stuff that he's dug out the archives. And, and I, I know he's going to be appearing on an Italian 90 podcast in the summer with Vince Um And I know the, the guy who's doing that, he's he's managed to get Yuha on there along with various former players and, and that. So Yuha's going to be talking on there about his time in Italia 90, taking photographs of the games there. I think he was, I think he was at the final taking matches as well, so... I dare say that when that comes out, Rich, you'll be sharing and uh, and, and spreading the word well, about that on. I've made a small appearance on one episode. What? Um, there are but... other podcasts that will have you on. I know. It's that you haven't made yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if it makes anyone feel better, it's me basically doing a Barry Norman style review of the Italian 90 pornographic movie. Oh, man. <laughs> it does make it a lot better. Yeah, I can't wait. That, that is how low the bar is. <laughs> <laughs> and on that shoddy, shoddy yeah. technique. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I'll send you a link. Um, 
it's full time. We've we've had enough. It, it, no no more no more of that. But yes, do share the links when you when you have it, Rich. Um, so remember, you are welcome to join us for the recording of the podcast. We've had Stocks and Sea Dog with us today, but he's at work apparently and can't join us. And uh, we won't tell his boss if you don't. Um, you can join us on Podbean. Follow us on Podbean, and you'll get advanced warning or or you'll get notification rather when the uh, when the show's coming live Uh, and if you join in you could ask a couple of uh, questions by text or or even sort of join the show um keke just just explain to everyone how do you join the show because you guys sort of log in the same way what what does one have to do well you just uh yeah look for the look for the show on the podbean app and then there's um a little chair icon saying call in um click on that and uh, away you go. Yeah, because I can't see that, so it's interesting for me for me to hear how this thing works. Um, and Mark, Keke, and Rich both or all managed to log in much more successfully than I did today, so it clearly works quite well. Um, we've I mentioned before the new Facebook page, so join that for advanced warning of the next show, uh, and there you'll also find a link to our Facebook group if you want to join in or instigate a conversation. There's links to both of those on the at the bottom of the show notes, and you can also follow all or one of us on Twitter. Uh, follow the one you like the best. I'm at Explore Finland. Mark is uh, at FC Swarmy. Keke is at Keke Mullery. And Rich is at Escape to Swarmy. And that, dear listener, is your lot. Thanks a lot. Until the next time on the Finnish Football Show.